Hello, before um, you start the episode, I'm going to say that the audio from my end while I'm talking to Brittany, unfortunately, it goes in and out, even though my voice is projected at the mic. So, and by the way, I'm using my phone as my go-to mic. So, again, sorry for the audio issues that I have. Didn't really realize it. I should have checked it before I published the episode. So, again, thanks for tuning in. I will try to be better next time. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Courtney's Thoughts. I have my friend with me. Her name is Brittany. You should definitely check her new uh, podcast called Brittany's Life Experiences. It's really good. She just started, so please give her support. Um, going on? We, I, I just <laughs> looked at this, and I had to. I, I told you. I, I sent you a message on Instagram. I was like, look, let's do it. Right. So we're going to talk about WWE couples. Right. It's most form. Um, okay, so ever since the Hall of Fame, which is the day before the WrestleMania event, sometimes people will come out during that time as couples or they'll say something just to, you know, give a platform and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. the two, well, not two couples, one couple in particular came out in a more subtle way, and it was Charlotte and Andrade. And right now they are my favorite couple in terms of new um, obviously, Naomi and Jimmy Uso are my favorites. Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, um, but yeah, Charlotte Flair and Andrade came out as a couple. And then a week and a half, I'll say afterwards, there was so much speculation that uh, Becky, and, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins were a couple. Right. And I remember you sending it to me, and I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> check <laughs> there were rumors there were rumors there was like a video and like pictures of them being at taking back sunday's uh con- concert right right and like, hold on and they finally they finally uh came out when becky had a twitter feud with beth phoenix and edge and seth was like okay let's make it official right a month later so it's just a lot. It is. <laughs> so, say this past, it was. It's been a couple of days. Unfortunately, today I saw it, but apparently, Corey Graves and Carmella just came out as a couple. Right. Now there was speculation of them being a couple or them having an affair or fling. Mm-hmm. The the during the week of Elimination Chamber back in February this year, right? Corey Graves' wife, she ain't an ex yet. She's a wife still. Mm-hmm. Came out with a lengthy post saying, um, you know, being sarcastic to about Thank you, Carmella, for being a role model to to my daughter, this and that, and you know, just having her around the kids. And next, you know, this happened. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's me. It's it's like it's funny how we 
as fans already know you're a couple before you even announce you're a couple, you know. So it was funny because when I was on my Instagram and I'm just scrolling, next thing I know, I see Becky, Becky and Seth all hugged up, and somebody's like, "Are they a couple? Are they a couple? Are they a couple?" And that's when I sent it to you. I was like, "Oh, please tell me it's not true." <laughs> I was like, "No, don't do this to me." And find out it's like what. After WrestleMania and Seth just won whatever he won, and you know they're a couple, and now everybody was like, "Oh, they're so cute, it's okay." And now it's like, "What? It's been like months, and now all of a sudden, it's like now you're throwing their relationship in our face constantly, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, we know you guys are a couple now. It's like, okay, that's cute and stuff, but now it's kind of getting a little bit annoying, you know? So." Recently, uh, Stumping Grounds just passed. Mm-hmm. What happened was that on a pay-per-view, um, Becky had her match against Lacey Evans for the Raw's Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Had his uh, Universal Championship match against Baron Corbin. Right. Now, I'm going to say this because you didn't watch the pay-per-view. No. Obviously, uh, the highlights or the answers to it. Right. The winner, so the Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Okay, wait, no, 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 let me go back. Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans, when it came to the official pay-per-view, mm-hmm. they the first match on, which is rare. Mm-hmm. They'll have, like, a tag match or, you know, one of the filler matches. Right. But she, it was the first championship in the official term of the pay-per-view to be on. She was the first match, Becky and, L- and Lacey. Mm-hmm. The the main event was Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Right. Now, the stipulation for that match, Baron Corbin had to choose a special guest referee. Now, the week, the go-home shows for both Raw and SmackDown, what happened was that, and they were both in L.A., what happened was that uh, Baron Corbin sent out a message to anyone who wanted to be a special referee. Mm-hmm. And someone was agreeing, shaking their hands during these both shows, uh, Seth Rollins was like, F it, I'm going to get this chair and I'm basically hit y'all with it. And he did that to everyone that accepted an offer to Baron Corbin. <laughs> so when the match was going to start, he chose Lacey Evans as the special referee. I so get, that's kind of smart move, though. Because <laughs> you can't hit her with a chair. <laughs> so it made sense uh, for Becky and Lacey to go first. Usually they'll, be like right. they'll be the third match, third to last match. Right. So, uh, yeah, so when Baron cho- chose Lacey, I was like, okay, this is the most clever thing you could do. Right. And obviously, Seth, who is so straight laced, he's not going to hit a chair. Uh, hit a chair, regardless of if creative wanted that. Right. And obviously, they're going to lose sponsorships if that happened. Right. But, yeah, it was so smart. The problem with this match, okay, the match was cool. It was right. okay. Right. The problem with was towards the end, um, the late response. For Becky to come out to mm-hmm. help Seth when it was, you know, what I mean, when yeah. there was an attack on Seth. 
the fact that it was just a late response. I'm thinking, okay, they they kept saying it during certain shows and episodes about mm-hmm. you know, Becky and Seth being boyfriend, girlfriend and all. Right. But the way how they set it up for this match when Lacey was revealed as a special guest referee, Michael Cole, the head commentator, mm-hmm. whatever script that he was reading, it made it so obvious. Right. And it just, it threw it off to a point where people weren't even interested anymore. Yeah. We respect Becky and Seth as a couple, as individuals. Right. And the fact that they have to throw it in our faces and our throats. Like, oh my God, two champs together. Right. No. It's it's a bit much. And plus it kind of seems off because they're both strong individuals without having to be put as a couple to fight together in this match. That's how I see it as. And I mean, you know, even though I don't really watch wrestling like I used to, I do see the highlights. I do see, you know, some of it. So I was like, I was watching it when, you know, uh, what Seth was out there talking to Lacey, and then Becky came out and beating the hell out of it. I was like, okay, see, now this match to me just doesn't make sense. Right. With them two together, like you doing a couple thing and they got Baron, whatever, and Lacey and then them two. And it's like, okay. Um, I, to me, it's like, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I feel like they should, if they want to do a rematch, then they should do Seth versus Corbin and then, you know, Becky versus Lacey because funny Becky is. Funny how you Funny how you mentioned that. You know what I'm saying? Because it makes sense. It makes better sense to do it that way because, you know, like, like Becky, you know, she's individual. She's very strong on her own. Seth is the same way. So it's like putting them to get together as a dynamic versus them, to Gorbin and Lacey. It's like, I don't get it. <laughs> it just, just the, doesn't make sense. The reveal of when they did uh, the first segment, Mm-hmm. First segment on Raw next day, then revealing the match of a tag match. And the stipulation is if Lacey and Baron won, they get the titles, and if they right. lose, they can't uh, do a rematch with them anymore. Right. It's summer, you know. You expect if here's the thing: if AJ Styles wasn't um, injured with his back, right. I think that there would have been a rematch between AJ and Seth at Super Showdown. Right. Instead of having Baron Corbin as the, right. the uh, person. Right. You know about Brock Lesnar if he wants to use it on either Seth or Kofi for the championship. Right. Just the way how they, I don't know. And plus, these pay-per-views, unfortunately, after WrestleMania, because of the fact that WWE made a lucrative deal with Saudi Arabia, there's like mm-hmm. an extra pay-per-view on top of two that, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like Super Showdown came and then two weeks later, Stumbling Grounds. And then the next two weeks is the Extreme Rules. Right. And then you got to wait another at least four weeks for SummerSlam. Right. It just seems like to me they're running out of ideas. It's just, it's too much. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. Because Vince is. Nonchalant with his stuff, he'll just put it out there like, "Look, mm-hmm. let's do it like this," as if that shit can change like that in a minute, and you right. can't really because you're on TV, especially live. Right. Little came out 
when they were doing a super, uh, the super shakeup, he just he put it out there when he was on the ring talking about, all right, let's do this thing. Uh, it's a wild card. Uh, three from SmackDown get on Raw. Three from Raw get on SmackDown, and it was off script. It was never right. script. People right. in the back were like, "What?" So yeah. for unpredictable as Vince is when it comes to things, this creative of like creating matches and whatnot mm-hmm. change anything. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I think he he's losing his creative juices. Actually, no, he lost his creative juices. In my opinion, he's old. You know, and it's it's you know like they always say, can't teach old dog new tricks. And in most cases, it's true because, you know, when we were watching wrestling, wrestling was the shit. Excuse my language. You know, every day, every time you turn on TV, was something different. You know, people and couples and stuff weren't throwing our faces in a way that it is now, which you know at the time was like some stuff was funny it was good to watch now it's like it doesn't make sense you know so um i I think that's probably another reason why i'm like oh god here we go (laughs) here we go um i think it's because when you have to compare it Mm -hmm. yeah attitude era and Mm -hmm. aggression era yeah you never knew about couples. You didn't right. know if they were together or not. Right. In our era, the the biggest couple that was out there in front was Lita and Matt Hardy. Exactly. And Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Right. Those were the two couples that I saw that was like, mm-hmm. like you didn't really see anything else. Right. So now when you look at it now, the like I'll say the last seven years, if you were a couple in terms of working, mm-hmm. they will put you on the same show, so it wouldn't be an issue. Right. So when uh, when they did the current shakeup, mm-hmm. they put Andrade and Zelina Vega on Raw, and they put Aleister Black on Raw, mm-hmm. and then kept Charlotte on SmackDown. Right. They had to switch it because they forgot that Andrade and Charlotte are together. Right. And obviously, they're not going to use them two as a storyline. Of course which, not. Which, you know, they shouldn't. Because they're not going to use they're not using Zelina Vega and Aleister Black in a storyline. So that's good. Right. But, uh, they have to put all those three back on SmackDown just so that they can keep it together. Right. You know, I think they honored the relationship the last time there was an issue when it came to a relationship was when um, they said it was back when Summer Rae and Rusev was, they were in a storyline together. Right. And it, backstage, there was backstage heat because Lana and Rusev got engaged without nobody knowing. Oh, damn. They didn't know that they were dating and all that, and they got engaged. Wow. So they had to fix it. They had to fix the storyline where someone had to come out to the room, call Rusev out, mm-hmm. and basically saying that we're through. Wow. And I think, I don't know at the time, Summer Rae was a manager of Rusev or something yeah. like that? Yeah, she was. Okay. Because I didn't, I didn't... I remember I was, that, yeah. Yeah, I was watching WWE, but I had to see it recently to see the... Uh, cause, Summer Rae had an interview 
and uh, she was saying about that. And so I was like, dang, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Carp. So these couples, you know, you got Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair and Andrade. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another couple, Carmella and Corey Graves. Mm-hmm. They just came out public. Um, what else? Who else was is a couple now? Um, Ricochet and Casey Cantazaro. They're Casey is on NXT. Mm-hmm. Ricochet, he's just won the U.S. Championship. Oh, that guy. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Someone said that he's like an a WWE version of Joe Budden. <laughs> you know, I, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> it makes sense because I was seeing, I was watching a snippet of him wrestling. I was like, okay. I mean, he's good, but damn, there's a lot of flips and stuff. He's the guy. The Rock said that Ricochet is the guy. So Maybe. I'm waiting for WWE to push that up. Yeah. If you want to be like that. Right. Now he's going to be in a, in a match with uh, AJ Styles, which is good. Cause right. Is that good enough to like enhance them too? Right. We'll see. We'll see. Because I mean, they've been waiting for a guy since John Cena, and so it's just like you got I mean, so many guys, but it's like, no. I mean, they were trying to put Roman Reigns up, and right. he he can be the guy. I don't mind it. It's just that he's not the it, guy. <laughs> force it to a point yeah. where people don't want it. Yeah. Accepted anymore, right? Like. But I remember when me and you was having this conversation before, and then we were talking about, you know, to me, the person, you know, who we both, I, I think I agree with you on this was the Miz, and I loved the Miz even before he was a wrestler. You know, he had that personality, you know, to really be the guy of WWE, you know, because but. <sighs> I don't he's know. A vet now. He's a vet now. Yeah, and I'm like, they. I feel like they should, you know, make him that guy. But okay. Then again, there's some other possibilities of other people that's popping in my mind too. So I'm okay. just like, okay. Um, when did I stop watching? I stopped watching WWE in 2008. Me too. So, uh, yeah, because we went to a school together, right. and so. Uh, <laughs> When that particular time happened, um, John Morrison, who was part of the Eminem uh, tag mat uh, mm-hmm. tag team, mm-hmm. he was uh, the Miz was still a rookie, right? And he was coming up, and during that time, John Morrison and Miz formed a tag team, and they were a good tag team. They were mm-hmm. a heel tag team, I think. But they were a good one. They were champs, everything. Mm-hmm. And then the Miz uh, branched off when John left and became a singles competitor. And he was good. Right. He was with John Cena. He was doing all this stuff. And then he he made a staple with our uh, Truth, and they became. Uh, I think they became champions together, maybe once. Mm-hmm. And that was it. The thing about Miz is that. He's a good heel. He's not a good baby face. He's yeah. a baby face now because of what they're doing with Shane McMahon. But right. uh, he's a good heel, in my opinion. Okay. He can 
you say Miz can be the guy. Miz can't be the guy. You said he can't? He can't. When you have someone who's a big rival to him, like Daniel Bryan, because years before, Daniel mm. Bryan was that guy. He was that underdog. Right. And he, was, he won two championships. He was like, he was the guy. And then his injury just failed yeah. on him. Yeah. And even though John Cena was the face back then, people looked at Daniel Bryan as like the CM Punk of that generation. Yeah, okay. Okay. See now I okay. Yeah. I guess see it. Miz can't be the guy. If you think okay, the people as of now that's on the roster that can be the guy, you got some Rollins, no doubt. Of course. I heard that he's a better heel than a baby face, but I don't know. I never saw his heel his heel turn. I only mm-hmm. saw him as a face. So yeah. Rollins is a good uh, is that guy. Uh Roman Reigns could be that guy. The thing he could. is that I think, okay, this is what I think humbled his character. When he came out and finally won the Universal Championship mm-hmm. against Brock Lesnar, people were like, Yes, now we have a champ every week. We don't have to wait every three months for the champ to come back and trying to defend his title. We right. have it every week. And he was there. He was doing his thing as a champ. Right. And then when he came out saying that I'm not Roman, I'm Joe, that switched everything for the for the universe right. to be like, okay, now we accept you as the guy. If you want to do that, now we accept you. Right. But this audience, the the universe okay, every time I watch Brittany, the universe, the WWE universe they are so um it's so complicated watching the uh the cheers and jeers yeah from yeah you cheer him on because of the fact that he came back from remission right like he's in remission you cheer him on because of the fact that he came out saying that he has leukemia right and then every time he comes out you hear boos and cheers at the mm-hmm. same time it's like, well, what do you want? Right, do you want- they don't know what they want. <laughs> this audience, this generation's audience, it's not the kids. It's our age and people that are like in like twenties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's the that's the the decade version of us. Like, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, it's not the kids. The kids can boo, and I don't care about the kids. But right. Young adults that have watched, it's our people, our age that have watched. People are older that's you know that have seen it since Attitude Era. Like right. they're the ones that piss me off when it comes to cheering and jeering. Yeah, because it's like it's like you know it's like almost we're in the age of you know everybody being sensitive to everything going on around them. So it's just like. <laughs> They can't figure out what they want. People don't know what they want. <laughs> it's like if you, if you're at the opposite of what is going on, you're considered canceled now. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, but um, now they got this AEW thing coming right. up, and they're supposed to be alternative. I'm gonna give AEW a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch Impact. I don't watch. Uh, Ring of Honor like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't watch New Japan Wrestling, so and all these other indie uh, wrestling corporations, I don't watch any of them. Right. Mm-hmm. A and E to be 
was it AEW or whatever it's called, right? It looks interesting. It looks, it looks, it looks, it looks more interesting to me than WWE at the moment. Cause it kind of, it's like from the little snippets that I'm seeing, it's like reminding me of when we were watching, you know, starting to watch WWE and I was, well, at the time it was WWF, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it's, it kind of reminds me of that and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I think I could, you know, get into it again, but we'll see. We'll see. Now, um, here's the, the, uh, conspiracy theory. Uh-oh. AEW and WWE. So um, obviously, their top stars that's from WWE that came to AEW because they've been in indies for so long is mm-hmm. Jericho, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, um, and I think I think that's it. In terms mm-hmm. of when it started, mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes. If if people who don't know who Cody Rhodes is, he's Dusty Rhodes' son. Mm-hmm. And Dustin's half brother, aka Goldust or <laughs> F A Goldust. Cody Rhodes came in when I saw Cody uh, Cody Rhodes coming in in WWE. He was coming off as like part of this tag team or this yeah thing where they were like part of the like a third generation of it. Right. It was um, Randy Orton, I think. Mm-hmm people too um and then he came then he started to do his character as stardust right so it could be him and goldust together and then he left and so cody he became he, he changed and became this good indie star where they started to call themselves the elite and uh the all-in stuff and everything and right he was, he was part of the young bucks i guess he was with them and uh so he just started with AEW chose it because I think they was on the verge of coming back to WWE mm-hmm. ran along him the Young Bucks and his wife Brandy and uh guaranteed if they was in WWE it would have been a who knows but it, yeah. it would have been a refresher Jericho when Jericho signed with AEW um WWE was like, okay, F you. We're going to take all your stock little images and highlights from the beginning, and you're not going to be part of that anymore. The biggest thing that happened was that Jim Ross, the most legendary commentator, signed with AEW. What? So if you didn't see, you didn't see Double or Nothing, right? No. Okay, so yeah, he he's the lead commentator, and he's an advisor, I think, too. Oh hell! <laughs> yeah, so when came up when they said that he signed with AEW, that was like a big fu to WWE. Yes. But then the biggest thing after that was when Dean Ambrose. So obviously AEW became legit right. when they got Jericho. Kenny Omega, who was another indie star, and Jim Ross. When they were like coming up with all these people that you see around, you're like, okay. And and then there's a frustration of WWE superstars that's on the current roster. Mm-hmm. That's not getting the <clears throat> that's not getting the uh, exposure to, uh, right. to the they want out. Right. Ty Ty Dillinger asked for his release. He was gone. 
Hideo Atami, who is now Kenta, I guess, he he got his release. He's gone. So everybody is like, okay, are they going to AEW now? Wow. Are they going to Japan Wrestling? This and that. Then there was news that Dean Ambrose was not going to uh, re-sign with WWE. And so the way how they anticipated that, mm-hmm. his, you, should, you should really listen to his interview with Chris Jericho. It's like the best right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he signed with AEW and when he made that appearance as John Moxley at the mm-hmm. Double Nothing, people freaked out. Everybody was like, whoa, what? This and that? Is he going to be in AEW? Then next thing you know, he signed. Ne- next thing you know, he he's talking about his frustration in the last couple of years with WWE, all of this and that. And everybody's like, okay, now that Dean is with AEW, let's get Sasha Banks on AEW. Right. Let's get Luke Harper on AEW. All these people that want out, let's get them on, on AEW. WWE right now is trying to put out a five-year contract with most of these people so that that way they can uh, <clears throat> give them, you know, that way they can keep them. Now this five year deal is basically five hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Certain people that wanted out and that had their frustration, they they just signed. Mike Canales and Maria Canales, I'm thinking that they were gonna go back to like Impact or something. Mm-hmm. They just resigned. Uh Jinder Mahal just resigned. Um who else just resigned? They're trying to put the good brothers who is Gallows and Anderson, they try to make them resign, but they don't want to resign. Their stuff is coming up in like September, I think. Oh wow! And they're trying to do this Japan tour thing mm-hmm. right now. So they're trying to use them on TV so that Japan can be like, okay, since y'all got the Good Brothers, we can like really invest in y'all now. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like what they did with Jinder Mahal being champ for 2017, mm-hmm. they use them so they can like introduce their little contract with India. Mm. Now you don't see him anymore after that was done. So you really don't. And I was like, I was wondering what happened because usually he would post on Instagram and stuff. But it Chocolate. looked like to me he got his own thing going on. I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad. But he's a jobber. You would think that he can get his opportunity in the mid card where he can go for the IC champ right. championship or the US championship. He's on SmackDown now, so. I wouldn't mind seeing him going against Finn Balor. Like, come on. Right. They got so many people, so many potential. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you're not utilizing none of them. None. And it's like, you keep showing the same. Like, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, you know, you, you keep showcasing the same people all the time. After a while, it gets repetitive and it gets boring and it gets irritating it's like you got all these other people use them so what let them develop their character let them come out let them wrestle let them get some exposure come on now because like you can't even you can't even like see the people that needed to be on right alexa bliss is the prime example of what i'm saying she had her opportunity for a title for SmackDown, and she's a Raw superstar. And now she's getting another title shot with Bailey at Extreme Rules. See and I'm saying? Myself, it's annoying. The roster on SmackDown is good. You got Ember Moon, who should right. be up there. 
Mandy Rose, Charlotte. Here's the thing. People tripping about Charlotte Flair being over. I don't even mind seeing Charlotte versus Bailey right now. Right. I would rather I would rather see that right now than having Alexa, Alexa Bliss Bailey. Oh. Right. Because I mean, like you said, like you said, Alexa's on Raw. It's like okay, but you she should be going after the Raw Championship or whatever. <laughs> but then again, it's like that gets irritating too because now you got Bailey and you got you got all these other women up there. Why don't you use them? But and don't get me wrong. I like Charlotte too, but I'm kind of sick of seeing her going after the championship as well. It's fresh now. It makes it fresh. It does. Becky right now, Charlotte, in my opinion, is better than Becky. Like, Charlotte is like the way how she can can enhance, the way how she can do promos, Mm -hmm. it's all good. Becky, yeah. on the other hand, in my opinion, and I've been seeing it lately ever since, um, ever since I'm going to say her match against Asuka. Mm-hmm. Her match against Asuka at Royal Rumble was good. But mm-hmm. when I, ever since WrestleMania, I'm going to say that because she hasn't wrestled really since then. But uh, ever since WrestleMania, her match with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte, she, it was so lackluster. Mm-hmm. The match itself was lackluster. But now I see it now when I see it in the ring of how Becky is doing. Mm-hmm. Becky can sell a, a, a hit. You know what I mean? I don't mind that. But she's trying to do... Her new move is basically the people's... Uh, no, 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 no. Not the people's elbow. The rock bottom. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. The way how she's doing it, it's not believable. It's not good. And it's not her. It's it's just so not. Yeah. They don't want to see the submission anymore. Her submission is to disarm her, and it's good, but like no one wants to see that anymore. And so she's doing a new move, and it's just it's not, it's just not it, it's not selling right. Mm. It looks weird the way how she sells. Mm. Not, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> we can only say so much and then hope for changes, but. In the end, will it really change? Can we talk about the 24-7? Okay. That right now is the best thing. Yes. Yes. When Nick Foley revealed the title, no one likes the title because the title looks so It looks ugly. weird. It looks like a boxing uh, champion. It does, but it but works. Yes. It works. Putting our truth I have to give it up to R True because yeah. I've never seen a wrestler fight so hard to retain a title like that. And now he's like, he's literally breaking records. He's now what, eight times, yeah. <laughs> 24-7. Dude is comedy gold for WWE. He is. Comedy gold. And you <laughs> know what's the funny thing is to me is the sad thing. It took for this this title to come out for them to use for him for him to be utilized in WWE. Well, okay. okay. In my opinion, that's how I see it. Because okay. like, don't get me wrong, I like our truth, but it seemed like, you know, he wasn't really doing anything. And then they paired him with Carmilla. I was like, okay, that's fine, cool. But now he could finally branch out and, you know, do his own thing. And it's like, for this, I'm loving it because now anybody can have it. It's up for grabs. That's what okay. I'm liking. Okay, let me tell you about it. Okay. I think this was after SummerSlam. 
in okay. hell. Yeah, it was after SummerSlam. It was the Daniel Bryan, Brie Bella, Miz, and Maurice storyline. Oh, Lord, that storyline. Yeah, I remember that. This is when it started in terms of utilizing. So you had them two, them both couples. Mm-hmm. Andrade was part of it. Our truth was part of it. It was good. They finally put our truth as a main event. Right. Then months later, set, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Nakamura was the United States Championship. He wasn't getting any um, uh, opponents for it, mm-hmm. so he was just basically holding the belt. That's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So, and then Rusev got it on his birthday. I think it was Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, and then. Um, Shinsuke got it again at Royal Rumble. He got the title against uh, Rusev, and so Shinsuke had the title. Mm-hmm. And then on a SmackDown show, it was Shinsuke versus R-Truth. And then there was some type of mi- mix, uh, a mix-up, a, mis- a mishap, excuse me, where uh, they kept going. The, uh, I think R-Truth pinned uh, Shinsuke, mm-hmm. and the ref called three, but they just kept going because they didn't see it, and they didn't hear it. Right. And, then, and next thing you know, R-Truth became the champ. And so he, he became champ. He uh, went for, I think he he defended it at Fastlane, so it was him versus Andrade versus think Shinsuke and versus uh, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe won it. No, it was, um, sorry, it was, uh, I, yeah, yeah, Samoa Joe won it. It That was the last time you saw R-Truth really doing something for it. Right. Besides, you know, mixed match challenge and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So getting it 24-7, that was good. Putting him at the forefront was good. Yeah. Um, it's good for the jobbers you never really saw anymore. Right. Like it's you know, get something. Um, him versus gender, that's that was that fun. was the best. I mean, he pinned him out of the plane. <laughs> In wrestling gear. Right. I was like, like to me, this is the best, this is the best, like you said, the best thing going for WWE right now. Because it shakes the show up. It's you know, a social media title. It's a what? Social media title. I agree. And I'm all for it. I'm yes. all for it. Then, okay, so gender got it. No, wait, wait, wait. So gender got it mm-hmm. at the golf course. Yep. And then uh and then then uh our truth got it back on the golf right. course. Right. And then I think it was at the airport when they yep. was going to Saudi Arabia, Jenner got it. Yeah. And then he was sleeping on the plane. And, and then Artooth got it again. And then he ran and was hiding in the bathroom and the play. I was like, I was too through. <laughs> I, was too through. <laughs> I was like, you know what? They, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for this title. I'm all for it. Then Drake Maverick, who is the uh, general manager of 205 Live, right. he created something that was interesting. Like, he put papers out talking about, I want this title, find our truth, this and that. And then he got it. Yeah. So he got it at, uh, he put a wig on and our truth. Yeah, see that he thought it was Carmella. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? 
<laughs> when he hilarious. did Arjun and his uh his uh his his chiclets, his little breast little thing came Man, off. that was hilarious. I had to die. And then our tooth looked confused. He said, wait a minute. When did Carmella get married? I was like, oh, God. And that wasn't real life, though. They really got married. And then they put the thing out there. <clears throat> That's his you could real tell life. Was, you could tell it was real. I liked yeah. it. That was his real life. That was his real re- wedding. You know what's interesting is that they didn't put Braun Strowman in that scene. Because he was the best man. Uh, not a best man. He was and so they didn't put it. You saw EC3 with a cup. Come on now. That was hilarious. Well, R2 had to get up at the window. That was yeah. that was comedy go right there. I was like, oh. Seeing at the comments before that, they were like, oh, is R2 going to be at the wedding? Oh, he going to be at the wedding, this and that. Next thing you know, he's at the wedding. And it was like, right. Surprise. And I'm like, motherfucker, you was thinking that. Right. How can you? Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was SmackDown and Raw. He put, like, Brittany, he put, Drake was like, I I want my love back. I put my soul in this. <laughs> and he hugged our truth and then Truth was like, see ya. Hilarious. His wife played with it, talking about, I want a divorce. And they just got that was love like, for the belt for his wife. I'm like, I can't wait to see more of it. Just like, even it's like just to watch the snippets of it and how they get these. Oh, it's it's the best thing going right now. People love 24 seven title. Way I was utilized, yeah. and they love the the fire the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Like, I don't watch it, um, but uh, it's basically their version of like, don't hug me, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they saying that these two segments are good. That's, that's what everybody's saying too, and I'm seeing it, but I have not watched um, Bray White's thing yet. I'm only seeing snippets of it, and yeah. I think what got me was watching him dance. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> the one thing for sure is that if these um, segments with the Firefly Funhouse. If you're going to reintroduce Bray Wyatt in the ring, it needs to be very cohesive. It needs to be precise and believable and convincing because otherwise we're going to look at him like, really? You came into the ring and you're just like that? And like, then what else? Right. Like, I think he should keep it up with just that, doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. Because it seemed seemed like even with this Firefly's house thing, it seems like his is still the same character as when he was in wrestling. The only yeah. difference is it's more of a like <laughs> it's still like a sinister type twist to it. Just it's more enticing because it's like colorful, you know. It seems like it's more entertaining and colorful instead of just this darkness to it. Yeah. I'm like yeah. It still has the same concept, but a little twist. So I'm like, okay, I can get with this. He could be like one of those characters in the movies, a serial killer you never knew was a serial killer. Not even at the end. Like a jigsaw movie or something. You know what? Um, remember how WWE introduced the Boogeyman? Man, I used to love the Boogeyman. Not saying he needs to eat worms. Yeah, he didn't do all that. <laughs> 
play Kate the way how Boogeyman comes out in a way where we like, holy shit, he's coming out every single time. Not every right. single time, every once in a while. Then right. I probably accept him more with the yeah. new in ring return. But right. I have a feeling that WWE would not do that. I agree. And there's nobody that can go against Bray Wyatt right now. Agree. On Raw, who you think they're gonna put? Him going against Bobby Lashley, maybe. No, maybe, but then then be like, nah. That's your best bet. Yeah. Either either they put Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt, or they make Corbin go Lone Wolf again instead of corporate and have mm-hmm. him Bray. That could work. Yeah, Baron Corbin. You know, yeah, I think Baron Corbin could work better than Bobby Lashley. Don't get me wrong. I love Bobby Lashley. I really do. But I don't see that happening with Bray Wyatt more than I do with Bray Corbin. Okay, so with Bobby Lashley, there was promise when he was going against Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules last year, and he won. And so we're thinking, like, I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, if Bobby Lashley became champ last year or in contender, uh, being the number one contender for it, Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have seen Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar every time. We wouldn't. And when back in the day when Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley was in WWE, it was what oh three oh five yeah. in that time. We wanted to see mm-hmm. Brock versus Bobby Lashley. Yeah, not to see it. No. And so last year there was anticipation of that because we wanted to. You know, I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. For uh, they gave uh, Roman the title, right? And yeah, we still don't get to see it. Yeah, but Brock doing the Money in the Bank boombox shit. It's, it's like I'm not buying it. No, I like it. I I like like when I seen him walk out there trying to do it. I'm like, oh my god, he looks like them old them old white dads trying to keep up with the times. I just. <laughs> <laughs> If you compare it to last year, because he doesn't talk. He and don't. He barely talks. He very he barely interacts in a way. Right. So doing that was like a sign of like, oh, okay, you be you basically human. You're no longer right. Yeah. And he did something like that. He was in he was in a sombrero and dancing with the mariachi band. I was like, I was like, oh god. But then it's like, cause to me, it's like. You know, when um, Brock Lesnar first came out, I loved Brock Lesnar, yes. you know, back then. Because he was like, he was the shit. And he and he was, I was like, oh, yes, I'm all for it. Come on now. He was, he was like, he was like the uh, the break in, in, in a sense. Agreed. Because he, he brought it like a different style of wrestling yes. to it to it not just wrestling itself it was like a different style and I was off where I was like yeah he you know it's kind of like he almost reminded me of Goldberg but you know yeah a little little fresher I guess you could say yes because he was young right and I was off for it then next thing you know he gone and I'm like what happened and he's like oh he don't wrestle he UFC or whatever he's doing I was like oh okay Oh my God! Okay, so when Brock, when Brock came out, he the way how he was presented, he wasn't doing free weights. He was lifting logs and whatnot. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, right? He's 
sexy. You know what I mean? Right. Dogs and shit instead of right. freeway. His F five was like one of like the biggest finishers out at that time because Stone Cold was gone. Yeah. He wasn't seeing the stunner anymore. Right. Rock was like on and he off. Was in it, yeah. He wasn't really seeing that. Right. Um, so it was him. It was it was John Cena was coming up. Yeah. Angle was like number one. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Guerrero was still there. Yeah. Uh, Benoit was like, he was on Raw, I think. He wasn't on SmackDown. I thought he was on SmackDown at that time. I think because when Brock was on, when they were doing, Brock came after the invasion. So right. Brock was on SmackDown. That's right. Was on SmackDown. Right. My favorite highlights for, with Brock Lesnar was that uh, it was him and Big Show, and they broke the ring. Man, yes, don't even that, bring that back. That still gives me goosebumps to this yeah. day. That still gives me goosebumps to this day. His feud with Big Show was one of my favorites. Yes, his feud with Kurt Angle was one of my favorites. Yes, and he was gone. Yeah, he said. I think he said that uh, during that time. I think he was taking a lot of pills and like. Yeah, you could tell because I mean, like, look how buff he was then, and it's like you know, look how buff all of them were then compared to now. You know what I'm saying? It's just like Rocky. It was still a risky move. Yeah. To uh, steroids because when Jose Canseco came out in in uh, Major League Baseball saying that this person is on steroids, this person. So they were looking at WWE, even though it's not really, you know, athletic in a way right. that you would think. Right. People were looking at them like, okay, yeah. Right. But only two really, well, only two that we we know of were and died because of it. Who? Well, didn't Eddie, Eddie Guerrero, he died, he had a heart attack, right? So Eddie was... What but five? He, but he was on steroids, five. though. No, no, no. This what happened. Eddie, I think, was what five eight five nine, right? He was that tall. I thought he was a little shorter than that. I don't but know. Eddie, <laughs> what happened with Eddie was that um, because of the fact that he was working out, mm-hmm. his body, his, he was working out like as if you were a tall person. Yes, right. He ain't that That's tall. And so his his heart was like, look, man, you ain't a three hundred pounder, six foot, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're this. You're like two hundred at least, five eight five nine. I can't do it, and that's what happened. Yeah. I don't know if he. I don't know if he was on uh, steroids. They said he was. They said he was. And I was like, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't put it past him. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. I wouldn't put it past yeah. him. Same thing like with Chris Benoit. You know. So, Christmas Wall was a different story. Yeah, that was a different story. A lot of people don't like to talk about it, but I'm like, I. Mm. Here's the thing: if you okay, you remember when Owen Hart passed? Mm-hmm. And it was it was kind of like a taboo because it was a dark cloud, and mm-hmm. it was actually live when he did it. Yeah, and they didn't want to really bring him up, but yet they still honor him. Right. I'm thinking to myself, if you can do that, even though Benoit's actions was uh, unfortunate. Right. 
uh, granted, you have to, you know, accept what he did in terms yeah. of his in ring work. Right. The guy was the shit. We he was. We looked at Chris Benoit as like the next dude. Like, look, man, right? Because he was the next dude. He He was like it for us. Yes, because when they broke up, when the four broke up, it was him, Mm -hmm. Dean Malenko, and uh, who was the other dude? Dang! Oh my god! (laughs) Who was the other dude? Man, (laughs) I don't remember the name. I can't remember, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was four of them because they were yeah. coming from OCW. Right. So when they split, Demon Linko was done. The other guy was done, I think. And then you just saw Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. And right. Like, and them the two, guy. the dynamic between them two was 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 it for me. Oh, man. I didn't understand. I didn't. Chris Benoit's uh, incident was the first time. I understood what a murder suicide was. Okay. Because yeah. they never put the term before in the media. Like yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I was like, my heart broke so bad when I found out what happened. Yeah, like, I, I was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, to me, it was like something I just could not believe. Like I is like it was like I was like no that's not true that's not true that's like yes it is I'm like that can't be true because it's like you know somebody who you look who who you admired as a wrestler and as a person and then trying to imagine you know them doing that it's like wow but you know what else is that when Eddie passed I didn't see the excitement that Chris had. When he had it before Eddie passing, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. I felt like he was down. It yeah. looked like he was down for a long time. Yeah, and that happened. And then the diagnosis was that his brain was more of a child than what mm-hmm. it was, and that was a little fishy because yeah, all of a sudden you have to think about the health thing now. Yeah, because the bumps that they take. That's why you don't see, because when you see it now, when they do chairs, you know how when they used to do, do all, all that stuff, they used mm-hmm. to use candlesticks, chairs, tables, mm-hmm. all that, and it didn't have to be a stipulation for a match. They just use it. Yep. When it came to the chair, you don't see that anymore. They used to hit yep. it on the head and have them sell it like that. Mm-hmm. But now they am just on the back. Yeah. And it's like, I like it art. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel when I be playing WWE 2K. Whatever number it is, it doesn't matter. I'll be grabbing them chairs quickness and I'll be smacking the hell out <laughs> with it. I'm like, it ain't gonna be just a stipulation just for that match. I'm gonna use it whenever chance I can. Shoot. They don't use it anymore at all. It isn't. But what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Now they have this thing where, um, so there's this other, um, a company called Evolve hmm. and they're under they're under uh WWE and so what they're doing right now is that Evolve is having a um like a you know a small pay-per-view thing mm-hmm. um they're having one of those uh nights against AEW's Fighter Fest and Fighter Fest is supposed to be the next big thing before mm-hmm. the all in and uh 
you know, WWE is trying to uh, go against AEW, of course. Of so course. they, put, you know, they put it together. So now it's like you either watch the Evolve matches, which will have some of the UK, uh, the NXT people, or you're going to watch uh, AEW. So what's going to be? Wow. Well, and it's like if you really force that, you know, people most of the time people are probably gonna go with AEW. Well, because you know, obviously AEW AEW is gonna be the oh, you know, oh my, okay, mm-hmm. AEW is basically the alternative now. Yep. You know, what would be the biggest fu is that if they brought in Eric Bischoff. Man, now <laughs> don't talk to me about Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Don't. I'm surprised. Like, right? Because if they did, all hell break loose. But why people didn't like Eric Bischoff? I mean, back then, I, I understood why they didn't like him. It's the same way, almost like they didn't like JBL. You know what I'm saying? But Eric Bischoff to me was that guy. But see, I didn't watch WCW because I was still young. Right. You know what I mean? I didn't watch it either because we both were still young, but I'm only going from what other people told me, and they was like, he was the guy, and I was like, okay, and then, you know, seeing some clips, I was like, okay, you know, cool, but... (laughs) But see, okay, so this is what I'm thinking. Eric Bischoff was the Vince Vince McMahon before Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. You got all these, you got you're basically an independent company. Mm-hmm. You're getting deals to be on TV, going mm-hmm. against WWE. And WWE at that time was more uh, cartoonish in a way. Right. Where they went attitude. So then you're getting these deals. You're doing this. You're doing that. And next thing you know, something happened for you to, to, to sell your, basically your company to Vince mm. And now you're working under him. Right, from being his number one rival to being under him, right, as a GM, man. I mean, the cons who are the uh, uh, who are creating the AEW. I hope that um, you know the the conspiracy theory I was trying to say was that. There's a conspiracy theory saying that AEW and WWE are working together, mm. and w- it triggered me because when I see the audience say AEW, I'm like, dude, you're basically giving him more. Exp- you're giving him more. Uh, you're basically feeding into it, right? Chanting AEW on a WWE, right? Having Sami Zayn was the only person so far when he did his promos. Mention AEW in his promo. Mm. We're we're feeding into it, y'all. Putting that whole as if it's like a gang fight. They're basically working together. I think just right. a little bit because all of a sudden Dean Ambrose went to AEW a month after he got released. Right. Come on. Right. Because usually when you're released from WWE, they give you a ninety day stipulation where you can't wrestle. On anybody's platform, because right. when when Big Cass got released last year, mm-hmm. it took ninety days to see him back into the ring on an indie market, and he wasn't. He got fat. He had an injury. All yeah. of that. Yeah, it takes ninety days. It took. I think it took ninety days for Ty Dillinger, who just 
who got released in December. It took him 90 days to go back into the market as Sean Spears. And wow. now he's on EW. Wow. And yeah. I like Ty Dillinger. They wasn't used the last time they used him was that he was going for the U.S. title um, against Shinsuke. And he got bulldozer by him and uh, Randy Orton. Next thing you know, he had a hand injury. Damn. And you can't see him anymore. Wow. But now you're seeing big cast, though, especially now that he's with Enzo. So, yeah. them two. Ring of Honor. You said what? They're doing Ring of Honor. I'm all for it. I'm like, go for it. <laughs> go for it. I don't. Is Ring of Honor. Uh, um, is it on the West Coast? It's, all, it's over here. Where am I? It's no, just I don't, think it's, I don't think it's over here. Because I haven't heard anybody mention anything about it. So, most likely it's on the East Coast. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I only see, you know, only see snippets from if Enzo or anybody, you know. Because um, you follow him. Yeah, I follow him. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm not. Because I'm not, I just, I never got into him because I didn't watch WWE and I don't really care for it. I never right. saw his promos. The, the only time I ever saw him talk was his recent, the most recent interview Back in February, I think mm-hmm. March, he was talking about you know WWE and why he yeah. did this, and what yeah. he liked when he was in NXT, and yeah. you know he was talking yeah. about Carmella, talking about how they were trying to put Carmella with him and Kaz, and yeah. how Carmella's stitch is basically what Liv Morgan is right now because Liv Morgan's from Jersey, mm-hmm. Carmella's from Boston, you know what right. I mean? But she represents Staten Island. Right. Okay. Well, I think he still have a little bit of bitterness in him about how everything went down, how everything happened. It's a liability. Yeah. It was the mutual thing. Everything was like, oh, he did this, so now you got to be canceled. Right. And obviously, a big company like WWE, they don't want that stigma around. Right. You're going to sponsorships if you're going to continue to have Enzo on a camera and right. accused and arrested for, you know, allegedly doing this and that. Right. So they had to do that. They had yeah. to get him over to him. Yeah. And then a month later, they got rid of Rich Swan because of the fact that he had a domestic dispute with his wife. They had to let go of him and he was going to be like the top cruiserweight besides uh, Enzo, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he wasn't on there anymore. They took yeah. him off. Yeah. So it's just like, man. <sighs> a lot, man. It's it a is, lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. Because it'd be like one minute, you know, you see them. Next thing you don't, you see all of this. And then you're like, okay, what's going to happen? And then people look forward to seeing you on social media. You can't post nothing on social media because mm-hmm. of the situation. So you're like left stuck. Like, what the hell happened? And for months, we didn't know nothing. Nothing. He had to change his name. Say it again. He had to change his name. I know he can't use Enzo no more. Now it's N Z O, not Enzo with an E. It's N Z O. Or he changed his Instagram name to Real One, and I was like, okay, cool. Same and thing. Cass can't do it either. He yeah, was he, he was big Cass. Yeah. Double S, and then when he left, he became 
big Cavs with the double C. Yeah. And now it's Cavs S X L. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, I wonder if they could really. Okay, because you know how like with. I know this is off top, not really, but I'll bring it back. You know how like with TLC when they went bankrupt and all that stuff and they they went back and bought their name and bought everything and they could keep the copyrights of all their songs and whatnot and stuff, right? I wonder if wrestlers could do that. So the only way you have to earn it. So like when Booker T Booker T he Booker T was Booker T before he got to WWE. Right. Booker T on um on WCW. Right. So earn that. So when he left and went to TNA, which is now Impact, right? When he left for that for the other show, he was still Booker T, right? So there's certain things that you can do, like if you're say like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like say at the time if he wasn't injured and all that, right? Say he went to TNA or any other show, he would be considered Stone Cold Steve Austin because you you created the image, right? People believe in the image, right? Put revenue into the company for that for that image, right? Or as that image, and so people see you as that. Chris right. Jericho's the one, right? You can't see Chris Jericho as anybody else except for Chris Jericho, right? He is another McFoley. He can change any character, and people will still look at him as right. McFoley. Yeah, like, that's how he is. The Rock is another one too. If he went yeah. from because he was what Rocky Mavia, yeah. So if he went from that to The Rock, and The Rock put revenue into WWE, obviously they, he, so The Rock is a good example for that. The Rock, when he went into Hollywood, mm-hmm. put himself as The Rock mm-hmm. and he put himself as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right. And then now you don't really hear about The Rock anymore because you nope. hear him as Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. WWE owns The Rock. Right. So, you can't really do that. Right. Certain things like that, that's what you can do. Like right. Goldberg, Goldberg will always be Goldberg. Of course. Regardless if he if he's working for WWE or not. Right. He will still be known as Goldberg. Right. Who's another one? Sasha Banks, I think if she left WWE, she can't use Sasha Banks anymore unless there was something in the contract where she can use that character. Mm. No one would know her as Mercedes. That's her real name. Right. If she come out to my, I'm Mercedes, and like, huh? They're like, what? (laughs) It would make sense. Like, would like Hulk Hogan's a good one too? Like, he can always be Hulk Hogan, of course. And he can use any colors, but he will still be known as Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. And they just let him back in after all what he did, and I was like, what? We're doing it slowly. I was like, what? I only seen him twice. The first time was when he put a tribute to Gene Uckland um, or yeah. excuse my disrespect to him, but he put a tribute to him and then he put um, and then he came out for WrestleMania. Yeah. So I was like, okay. <laughs> but if you're a wrestler, because the way how did you see the, the last week tonight with John Oliver? No. So he put uh, a segment where he was talking about independent contractors and how mm-hmm. WWE puts his put their wrestlers as 
WWE contract uh, contractors as opposed to employees. Mm. Do you understand what what that is? Yeah. Okay. So it's like you basically are working for them at your own risk. Mm-hmm. You got to have your own health insurance. Right. You got to have your own, uh, basically your own money to travel. They can't give it to you unless they're going overseas. So, man, that's why when they travel, they travel together. They travel yeah. in cars. They go to, right. yeah. And it was funny because it's, it's like I didn't even know that or realize that until Total Divas came out. Yes. And that's when I was like, I thought they all like traveled together on vans or they flew or however the hell they did it. No, nah, these people are literally driving in cars to the next city in groups. Yes. Right. I was like, I didn't realize like, wow. And they were wow. doing that like, even during the uh, Stone Cold The Rock days because of the fact that you know, the company was still small in a sense where they right. couldn't afford to do all that. Right. So, but it just lets you know, as big as their checks are, how little their checks are, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the same damn time. Ain't that something? Yeah. You're a wrestler, and you're on the show every week, mm-hmm. and yet you're making $85,000 a year. Yeah. Or 200000 which would be great for me. Right. For- I would be that because two hundred. That's cons- that's still considered low income in, right. in the Bay Area. Yeah. And so, but yeah, like, like you still know what I could do with two hundred thousand dollars right about now. That's what so imagine how many episodes, if you're lucky, if you're going to be on it. Mm-hmm. The people that are not on the big brand shows or the pay per views, you'll see them in the house shows when they go across the the nation for that right so and i'm like then it's like then it's like now it makes sense why john cena don't want kids (laughs) (laughs) he was trying to make that money but he's not his life is so um it's so busy where literally busy he doesn't even have time for his nephews and yeah you don't have time really for anybody yeah and he he's hosting for are you smarter than Mm -hmm. yeah he said that even this show is not convincing him to get kids you could tell it's like as much as he loves kids he his life and i think he purposely made his life that way so he couldn't have kids Mm -hmm. so he wouldn't have kids no, he was probably an asshole back then. I believe it, even though I still loved him and I still do to yeah. this day. But still, <laughs> he probably was a, a big ass asshole. Mm-hmm. Punk episode when he got punked, just the way he was acting, like even though he was con- he was composed and all, like yeah. just his delivery, some of yeah. it. Yeah, you know. but I think all of that kind of humbled him. But mm-hmm. still, he still like. I'm making my life busy so I don't have to have kids. Yeah. And the one time he got married, it fucked him over. Yep. I mean, <laughs> you got married one time, and that's what made you the way you are. And I'm like, she she messed him up. And I think they were like high school 
Yeah, she they were. That's what they said. And she messed them up. Y'all got married, and then when y'all got divorced, she basically wanted half of his shit. And it's like, dude, like he's paying. He's he's probably paying right now mm-hmm. thousands more for her for the next mm-hmm. ten years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably got like two more years off. Like he's like mm-hmm. two, more, two more years left, right? And you can't pay it in one lump sum. Sorry, sir. <laughs> great if you know what I mean. If you it were the would person. be great if you could, but because that's the problem too. Like, who knows next year if you're going to be bigger than what you are, right? And then, oh man, I could see why he he didn't marry uh, Nikki Bella. Mm-hmm. Why it took him so long to marry her? Mm-hmm. And the way how she is, who mm-hmm. knows? Mm-hmm. It just felt like to me he he forced that on her. On who, but, Nikki? Yeah, but but here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. It's like, he, to me, it seemed like, it wasn't like he was forced to marry her. It's like he forced himself to try to marry her, to keep her. And she only forced herself to say yes because she's been with him so long. But it's like, in the end, y'all both played a part in the reason why our relationship didn't last. Because when Total Divas first came out, you know, she basically told him she wants kids. He told her he doesn't want kids. Yet she and he told her, you know, if you want kids, this is what you want. Then I'm basically not the one for you. But instead of following her heart and going with someone else who can give her what she wants, which is eventually marriage and kids, because that's not what he wanted, she chose to stay. To me, that was her fault. And it was his fault, too, for basically enabling her and like making her push her wants aside to stay with him. They both played a part in that. The fame of it all, because uh, of the yeah. fact that she got the reality show, because mm-hmm. of the fact that she got more opportunity because mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. because of the fact that she was on WWE, mm-hmm. I think the fame fucked it up even more. Yeah, it did. You know? It did. John, all of a sudden, John became, he went from being the top star to now a part-timer. Right. Even though he could still make money and ratings. Right. But, like, it's now, it's one of those where it's like, because he's going to transition, mm-hmm. he's going to be the Wayne Johnson, because right. that's what you're going to wear. Right. I feel like with with Nikki is that the opportunities were there. Mm-hmm. She chose her work more, mm-hmm. in my yeah. opinion, than the yeah. relationship itself. Yeah. And obviously, you got to save face, so you got to smile for the cameras. Mm-hmm. And it didn't start coming out until they got their own show, Total Bellas, when she got injured. So, when Total Bellas came out, I thought to myself that uh, obviously y'all fame hungry for a reason. Mm-hmm. The way how, because you know how when uh, you see how the Kardashians, man, when they, when they come out with story or anything that's breaking, mm-hmm. you'll see it in real time. Mm-hmm. But then you got to have the cameras for it for the reaction. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, yeah. they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Everything is about shock value and reaction. Yeah. Nothing yeah. is really real anymore. That's why I don't watch Bellas anymore. I want to. I see don't either. Divas. They don't even play Total Divas anymore. They, you remember how it used to be? 
every four months or yeah like twice a year yeah now it's once a year and even the once a year is not good enough their last season was not even good enough for them to have the ratings man and i love total divas they waited too long to to film it or uh premiere it because e entertainment got hella other shit of course for maurice because when she left Total Divas and got her own show in USA, mm-hmm. now you see it every couple of months. The way right. how messes are, like, is what you want to see in Total Divas. Right. And you I feel like if that was the case, then USA should have picked up the show and they could be on USA doing the same thing as Mr. and Mrs. But here's the thing. When they came out with the news that Sonya Deville joined uh, Total Divas, Ronda Rousey, I think, is supposed to be on it. Uh, the bell is talking about, oh, we're not going to be on it anymore. Yet, you're photo opping with the people that's on Total Divas. Right. right. That's it like, wouldn't even really matter because Total Divas could still go on without y'all. But see, that's the thing. It's like y'all need it for exposure. And it's like, right. I, like, look, you already have your own show and you're getting right. because of that. Right. So why keep using Total Divas? And right. y'all not even fucking wrestling anymore. Y'all just retired. Yes. So it's like, why are y'all still doing Total Bellas? So Total Bellas was supposed to be the season that they just had. It went from when they were doing the the Women's Evolution, right? The Evolution pay per view, right. and now after yeah. that they retired, right? There's no need for, for them to be on Total Divas now. They there's no they could just still be Total Bellas without the Total Divas part because y'all not divas no more, y'all Bellas. No, basically, Only one of y'all is right, married to a WWE star. They're ambassadors for WWE, but they're not using... Uh, it's just a lot. It is a lot. It's too much for my brain right now to even try to think. Yeah. <sighs> then it's like, oh, okay. Now I'm annoyed. <laughs> wow. Lord. So what do you okay? I can't believe this is our first podcast together officially now. Right. Talking about WWE. So we should end it now. <laughs> we should. We'd have been on too long. <laughs> oh so thanks guys for like listening to us talk about WWE. We'll try to do it again. Uh, I don't know. Should we do it after Extreme Rules? Or when when a good, juicy story comes out? When a good, it? juicy story comes out. Either okay. if you see it or I see it. Let's yeah. do it. All right. Thanks, Brittany. No problem. Thank All you. Right, next time. Bye, y'all. Bye.